At Two Brain, we have over 20 mentors from around the world, from Canada to New Zealand. We interview every single one of those mentors of the Two Brain team to show you how they got started in their business and how the path has led them to mentoring. These paths that they have all taken are different, but allow you to better understand each and every one of them. Connect with a mentor that best fits you. All right. I'm here with Jeff Burlingame. I always call him B-Game. He's a two-brain mentor. And what we wanted to do on this series, of course, was to kind of talk to every single mentor, get a little bit of background story about them, where they've come from, because each mentor has their own unique story, but can relate to to so many people on so many different levels. So welcome, Jeff. Yeah, man. Thanks for having me. So as I said, um, let's, let's jump into your story. Let's jump into uh, who you are um, and kind of how you've gotten to get to the path of being a two brain mentor uh, and what's led you up to that point. Um, also the highs and the lows. And then from there, uh, we'll kind of go into um, what you're doing now and, and what you see yourself doing in the future. Awesome. Um, yeah, I would say I was, I was talking to uh, Josh Price on a call the other day, actually, another two brain mentor. And this question actually came up like, what made you want to be a mentor? Uh, when I actually thought about it, I've wanted to be a mentor, uh, as funny as it is, longer than I've owned a business. Um, and I think for me, it was like, there, there was a string of shows back in like two, uh, like the early two thousands, like on channels like VH one would have like bar rescue. If you remember that, or, uh, there would just, there'd be a person, a specialist quote unquote, that would come in and take over a business for like a week. It's like, uh, well, actually Gordon Ramsay did some of this stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, hotel or hotel hell was another one. I forget what Ramsey was called, but anyways, oh, kitchen nightmares, right? Yep. Yeah. Okay. So there's been tons of shows like that, and to me, that was like, man, somebody. I, I was all about working out at gyms. I, you know, graduated uh, high school. I was like starting to really get into fitness, uh, working out at gyms. I was like, man, I, I want to do this. I want to like train here. And then those shows came around. I was like, you know what I'd rather do is like all these gyms I work out at are terrible. And I wish I could like just dive in and make them better. And I started getting interested in like the business side of things. Um, I ended up getting like derailed from that whole idea for a little while. Um, went a, a, into more like sales focused jobs within the gym industry. Um, started out as like a personal trainer, started selling personal training after that. Um, I was making zero money. And, uh, eventually that led me to moving out to the, the East coast, uh, where I started working at some like big box gyms, like gigantic gyms, 18,000 members, uh, humongous spaces. Right. And worked my way up the ladder with that, uh, focusing on my sales skills that, that allowed me to uh, grow within this company. Eventually I was managing like multiple gyms there. I was traveling every month uh, between Virginia, where I was like home-based, to New York, where they had several other gyms. I helped them open a bunch of gyms. Like I thought things were going great. Um, And I got to a point where in uh, 2013, my wife and I had our first daughter. um, And I realized working whatever, like 15-hour days, 
most of the time was just not realistic for the family life. Um, and at that point I got back to that idea, like wanting to get, uh, back to what my original goal was, which was to mentor these gyms. I just work at this like giant blockbuster gym, uh, <laughs> working tons and tons of hours and not enjoying any of it. Um, but to, to hopefully get to a point where I could help others, uh, and by, you know, by doing that, helping their gym succeed, help their patrons, their members. Right. So I thought that was like some cool that I could get back into. And I realized in order to do that realistically, I'd have to own a gym. So that's where, uh, I basically, I don't know if I maybe, maybe tricked my wife into it. Uh, it was probably the best way to put it. Cause we fought about it for a while and then she was like, we're going to make this work. It's going to be huge. It's going to be great. Uh, I promise. And you know, the, the only way I really like got her buy-in was I was like, all right, look, we'll move uh, back to Michigan, which is our home state. We'll be closer to family. We've got our daughter now. Uh, this would be a lot better life lifestyle wise. Right. So finally she said, sure, whatever, let's do it. So we moved back to Michigan. Um, unfortunately, because of my financial situation, I got stuck working an, another job um, in that's still in the gym industry, but like not owning my business yet. So I had to be a little patient, work for another company for, I think it was two years I was there. And in the meantime, just look for my opportunity. <laughs> that opportunity actually arose, uh, was nearly disastrous. Um, but I worked for this company for a little while. This company is kind of, kind of shady. It's like, uh, what, what you would picture as like your generic mom and pop 24 hour gym in your city. And, and it's probably the same across the board. They're always a, a little shady. Uh, unfortunately, um, not a franchise model or model or anything, just a couple of business guys that decided that the gym industry, like this legit, how they explained it to me is the, the gym industry was a clutch opportunity to make money. And that's why they did it. No other reason than that. No passion. They didn't work out at their gyms at all. Um, it was purely just to make money and mostly on the back end through, uh, you know, just holding people to their contracts. Um, and, and like, uh, the things that maybe were outside of acceptable within the eyes of the law, uh, ways of getting money from people. So, so yeah, so I wasn't too psyched about working there to say the least. Um, yeah. <laughs> during that time there, one of the partners, uh, heard about CrossFit. And again, I should have like, this should have been a red flag. He goes, Hey man, like I hear you're into this CrossFit thing. Cause I've been dabbling in it for a couple of years at that point. And he said, I, I think it's like a great low barrier to entry business that we could jumpstart. We can charge a ton for memberships. We're going to make lots of money. It's low overhead. It's, it's like a win-win for me. Um, are you interested in running this for us? And I, to me, I was like, I only heard you can run across the gym. I didn't hear <laughs> the nonsense because I chose not to listen to that. So I said, yeah, let's do it. Um, so we opened it up in a, a racquetball court which is, if you're not familiar with racquetball courts, uh, 800 square foot space with like 20 foot vaulted ceilings and uh, the worst acoustics you can imagine. So 
even if I stood next to you and I like yelled instructions to you, it was really hard for you to pick up on that. Oh yeah. I could could definitely see that happening. Right. So that was a really fun way to couch for the first. And we had like one Bluetooth speaker and a bunch of garbage equipment from uh, this gym that started in the eighties. Right. So our first rig was actually um, like wood timbers, like four by fours with uh, just steel bars bolted to them. Um, the, the like J cups were these like angle irons just pointed upwards that were super sharp. So it was, it was a fun little death trap that we played around with. Um, but anyway, so we made it work for a little while. I had uh, my first coach working for me there and I was still working full time for this other company. And I thought things were going good. I thought I was like going to live my dream. We're going to like grow this CrossFit gym and I wasn't going to have to like put up all this personal debt or anything to do it because this partner was supporting me. And about uh, six months into it, turns out this guy said, we're not making money fast enough. (laughs) This isn't the, the golden ticket that I pictured it to be. We're out. And at this point we had about 30 members And I said, no, like, we're not just going to shut the doors on these guys. I can't do that. Um, So he begrudgingly offered me uh, the opportunity to buy the affiliate and some of the equipment that we had and go make it my own. Um, So I decided, cool, I guess I can do that. I took money that I didn't have and paid for it. Um, And he said, we'd have time to move. But then he decided, never mind, because apparently, like his other two partners were starting to sniff this thing out. They, for six months, didn't even know this thing was happening. He was doing it right under their noses. And at this point, they were starting to sniff this thing out. So he was getting nervous that they were going to like get mad at him. He was like a minority partner in this company. And he thought they were, I don't know what he thought, but at any rate, <laughs> he goes, You have a week to move. So. Within a week, I had to find a lease, move the gym, uh, and hopefully not keep my doors closed for too long uh, so my clients could still come in and work out. Um, And somehow we pulled that off. I don't know. I I think I just drove around for hours and I I called up like a a commercial real estate guy I knew. I was like, hey, like, (laughs) I I need, I'm throwing this Hail Mary right now, man. I need your help. Um, But we figured it out. We moved into the new facility within like 48 hours. Uh, It was only closed for one day, luckily. Um, And it's kind of transferred over to me, or so I thought. And this is where things got real fun. So at this point, I'm out of there. I I think I'm off scot-free. We're good. It's my business now. Turns out that this like (laughs) this partner had made some other partnership agreement on my behalf without me, uh, with, with my head coach. And this led eventually to just some disagreements between he and I for a a while. Uh, we eventually worked through that, but uh, I definitely could have done better (laughs) in the beginning of ownership without that problem. Uh, to say the least, um, uh, he, th- this guy actually now runs my gym. He's my CEO. Uh, he does everything at the gym. He's an amazing guy. I'm glad we were able to work past this, but it really sucked in the beginning, just being put into this situation without even like uh, any agreement on my part. So it would have been nice to like have started off better. Um, so that happens. And then uh, within the I think it would have been by that September. So 
nine months after that, right? So we're, we're 15 months in, I think, at this point. Um, the company I was working for, the other two partners that, you know, this, this third partner, partner was nervous about them finding out about everything. These other two partners, they find out that I am running this affiliate. Um, I, I'm nowhere near any of their gyms where I moved. Uh, there was no non-compete that I signed. Um, I took zero clients from any of their, they had like 12 gyms, uh, throughout the West side of the state. Um, I didn't take any members from them or anything. I would never do something like that to another business owner or disagree, agree or disagree with them or not. Um, but that's, they, they just cooked up this whole story that happened in their minds. And I got a call one day and a couple of like, pretty aggressive texts, I would say with like screenshots of my Facebook page and me being on it. And they were like, we figured it out, blah, blah, blah. Come on down to the office so we can hash this out. So I'm like, all right, cool. This is going to be a fun conversation. Uh, so I was actually coaching class that day. I coached the, I coached the 9am class and we had a noon. So I went from the 9am class. It's like 10 o'clock at the end of that class, drove to their office, which is about 15 minutes away. Walked in, was greeted uh, less than professionally by them. <laughs> there were some words exchanged. They accused me of some things, and then they fired me. Uh, and I remember the last thing this guy ever said to me, really, face-to-face, because -face, he tried to text me and email me and do some other stuff later, but I eventually just blocked him. Um, but the last thing he said to me was... Uh, Hey, well, you better get out and get after it, man, because you got to go make some money. Don't you have a family to support? Uh, so I walked out and I'm like, oh shit, <laughs> I do. And, you know, I had to take, I was making, you know, a couple grand a month from them and I wasn't actually taking any money from the gym. So, I mean, I'm sure there's plenty of owners that have been in this position where you're not paying yourself and you're just trying to get by. Well, I had a support structure with this business. And I just I got the rug pulled out from underneath me, you know? So at all of a sudden I'm, you know, making zero dollars at that, that day, making zero dollars. Uh, I, I, I just, at that point we had had our second daughter. So I had a newborn. Um, well, she was, uh, no, she would have been nine months, nine months at that point. So I had, uh, my, my three-year-old and my nine month old. I'm like, okay. Kind of, kind of got to support these guys. We got to figure something out. Um, so I drove back to my gym to coach the noon class. As I'm coaching the noon class, I'm basically just thinking in my I'm not even present in the class at this point. It's probably the worst coaching job I ever did. Uh, go figure. But I'm just sitting there going like, how do I make this money? Uh, and what I ended up doing, I, I called Chris. I was working with Chris at the time. Uh, with two brain, I've been working with them since, uh, that January, that was when two brain started really. Um, I called Chris. I was like, Hey man, so I got this, I got a problem for you. <laughs> I have $0. I need to make, you know, a couple grand every month to support myself. Um, keep my kids healthy, keep my family safe, you know? So, and I just bought a house. So that was great too. I didn't really have a choice, you know? Uh, and that's, that's exactly what he told me. He was like, <laughs> sorry, getting like a, <laughs> a little choked up about it. It's okay. Yeah. 
It's funny. It was like a couple of years ago now. This is three years ago. <laughs> you just never this emotions, though, definitely. Yeah, for sure. So, uh, all right, <laughs> we'll be back. Okay. <laughs> so, basically, said like you know, I've I've seen you work through stuff, man. The best when your back is up against the wall, and the the funny thing actually is that today I just got a card from him. <laughs> that says you're going to be challenged this year, but you work best when your back is up against the wall. So they're like, that's ironic. <laughs> right? I was like thinking, you know, I was thinking about the story for, for the podcast. Day, and like, and then I got the card. I was like, Holy shit, dude. All right, cool. So it's fresh in the mind, man. <laughs> um, but, but anyway, so, you know, he gave me that message and that was like all the mentoring I needed at that point. I was like, yeah, I just, I have to make this work. So, uh, it's like starting to, uh, give away my classes at that point. I was like, you guys are going to coach. I I'm, I'm just going full bore on sales. It's what I know. It's what I do. Um, I'm gonna go market. I'm gonna go talk to everybody. I know we're going to make this thing happen because I don't have a choice. Uh, and, and we did, I mean, from that point forward, it was just, everything was related to growth. Uh, put everything I had into the business. Um, leveled that thing up. We, uh, within a year moved to a larger space, upgraded all the equipment. Um, we did, we ended up doing that year. 2015 was the year I got fired. Uh, we only did like 99,000 in revenue that year. Uh, I got fired at the tail end of the year. The next year we did 250,000. So essentially, you know, yeah, <laughs> 2.5 times the amount. Um, and that was all just full on action, man. I like, I, I turned my focus to creating momentum. Um, and I fully believe this still today. Like every time I'm talking to a client that's struggling, I believe the same exact thing. I find a lot of us work really well with our back up against the wall. So it's like, you had a bad month. It happens. How are we moving forward? Um, how do we create this growth mindset? How do we create forward momentum? And I found the best way to do it was just taking action. So it was every day, uh, you know, going to that gym with a purpose or going into your business in general with a purpose and just having clear guided action steps. And, you know, obviously having a mentor has helped out with that because it can help you push through, you, you know, we have millions of ideas. Not all of them are good. Not all of them are accessible right now. So it's kind of like just digging through that stuff to find the gold. Um, and, and that really helped to just align my values that, that year, kind of figure things out, um, and, and just make sure every day I was taking action. And by doing that, you know, we were able to make a big difference. Um, so needless to say, I supported my family after that, <laughs> I was able to make the money. Um, we made it happen. We made it work. Um, and yeah, I mean, since then, things have been great. Uh, I was able to give these opportunities back to people that deserved it in my business. Uh, the guy I spoke about in the, in the beginning of, of the gym, my first coach who got screwed over by that initial agreement that I didn't have, there wasn't anything I could do about. Um, we're, we're finally able to put him in a position that he deserved to be in three, four years ago. Uh, unfortunately wasn't able to. So now he's there. So that's awesome. I've got another a guy who is our first member who is my COO. Um, those two are a great team. They work together, uh, to run that facility. So proud to have him on my team, proud that I can 
offer them what they deserve um, and just looking to level them up from there. They, they actually work with a mentor now. Uh, so things, things are good there. Um, and I'm able to focus on uh, working at two brain, which is what I wanted from the beginning. So in a, in a very long winded story, that's how I got here. <laughs> no, that's perfect. That's perfect. And um, it's funny that you say that, that uh, now that you're, your GM and, and, works with a mentor because I, I do the same thing. Uh, my GM works with, with one of our mentors at two brain because, um, that's, that's kind of the path that needs to be taken, but it doesn't mean that neither one of us still don't do mentor calls with our mentors. Um, because we're still moving forward in, in, in another direction as well. Um, yep. hundred so, percent. So what actually, so from that point, uh, of you, uh, starting the gym, getting the gym started in, and gotten it to where it is now. Um, how did that lead to you becoming a mentor or when did you see the path of mentorship uh, being something that you wanted to actually start walking down since you had that initial reaction from um, seeing, Hey, I want to be a mentor one day for somebody, but then finally figuring out that that fitness was the path you were going to go first. Yeah. So I, I, I think it happened that second year when we had, had such rapid growth. Um, you know, I, I basically had been on a few calls, uh, with Chris in, uh, would have been, would have been the end, probably second half of 2016. He started, he, he was seeing our growth. He started talking to me about like future opportunities. Right. And this is at a point where, you know, two brains growing, uh, starting to grow a lot. He was adding mentors to the team at the time. Um, you know, and he, he had mentioned, uh, you know, maybe having a, a sales seat. It's funny. Like we've been talking about sales for forever and ever, um, having like a sales seat or some, something in the realm of like PT, uh, because that's what I had been selling for years and years, um, pretty well. Uh, and you know, he's, he, he was seeing a hole in the market where, uh, we needed to move to a PT first model not just foundations, but like actually PT, uh, for most gyms and they would be more successful that way. So we, we'd talked about that a few times on calls and then out of nowhere, basically he was like, Hey, uh, you know, there's a seat at the table. Um, we've started this new process, uh, that's pretty thorough, pretty aggressive. Uh, it's going to be a lot of work, but you know, we're hoping that it's our way of developing mentors. And I was like, uh, yes, sign me up twice right now. Um, so I of course said yes. Uh, and, and it was cool that like, you know, this would have been, oh man, it's gotta be like over 10 years since I had originally thought of the idea of like being a mentor for something. Um, so it's like coming back to me now and I'm like, Oh my gosh, I can actually finally do this. This is amazing. Uh, and then I got into the process and it was intensive. It was nuts. Uh, it was a lot of work, uh, a lot of calls, a lot of shadowing, a lot of, uh, studying homework. I mean, yeah, it, it was, you know, like I have a bachelor's degree in exercise science and I'd say that this was like, an equal level of work to, to when I was in college, um, at least, you know, especially like maybe, maybe closer to, uh, uh, like clinical studies and, and lab classes, uh, just like all the practical parts of it, you know? Yeah. Um, but amazing, but amazing and fun. And I went through, uh, 
with, with Jay, also a mentor on staff. Um, and, and he beat me up a lot, which was good. I needed that. So he's got a way of leveling people out, you know? <laughs> so, so yeah, things went great through that. Um, and you know, that process took about six months. I think so. Really, it was like a semester at college, basically. (laughs) So, so six months later, you know, it's all right, here we go. Uh, And I started taking calls at June, uh, it would have been 17, I think. Yeah. Yeah. June 17, I think. Um, So for six months dealing mostly with like, uh, working through the incubator with people, it was amazing. I learned a ton. I met a ton of people. Um, and just have loved the experience since, man. I mean, it's, it's even more amazing now seeing people that I've taken through the incubator that moved to our growth stage. And I've been working with, I've been working with some people for over a year now, and it's, it's just amazing to see the changes in their business. So, so yeah, I mean, that's, that's how that process happened. Uh, now I get to enjoy this every day, which is great. Exactly. No, I'm, I, I'm in the same, same boat. Um, just started a little bit later than you did and then uh, finished just a little bit later than you did. So um, what, what do you feel like with everything that's happened throughout? I mean, the story that you told uh, of your beginnings, do you feel like that path has made you a better mentor? And if so, why do you feel that way? I really do. I really do think it has made me a, a, a better mentor. I feel like, I feel like it's a prerequisite I bet you could go to any mentor on the staff and you're going to go to every mentor on the staff and ask them if anybody had like uh, just a bright, shiny rainbow road that guided them to success, they wouldn't be on the staff. Like I, I, I can guarantee that because going through this, you know, this process and dealing with the negatives we deal with and, and the ups and the downs and the, you know, not getting paid and not making rent and like defaulting on bills, like is what builds character. And for me, I, I, you can draw on those experiences too. Like the reason, you know, I I brought this thought to you of even like talking about doing these podcasts um, was because, you know, I I've had a, a few experiences, you know, off and on where, uh, somebody going through the growth stage with us, We'll have a bad month. We'll, you know, maybe not make a bill. More importantly, maybe not pay themselves or not be able to take their family on vacation. It's just like a rough go, right? And I'm able to draw on my experience and and let them know that I've been there. And I think that's extremely important to a level of authenticity with them where, you know, they understand and respect that we've been through the same exact position. We've been able to get out of it we can dive into action steps on uh, tried and true methods that have worked to get out of that, uh, to, to find the bright spots like we talk about every week um, and to, and to just learn from these struggles. And I, I think it goes a long way in our relationships with clients uh, when we get to have those conversations. When, when you're mentoring, uh, do you feel like you, you learn from each conversation that you have with each, each mentee. Yeah. Um, in a number of ways, I'd say, I think there's, uh, there's a wealth of knowledge within our growth stage. Um, so I think it's safe to say that 
we all learn from each other, um, you know, mentors and mentees alike uh, all the time. Like there's, I'll be on a call and I'll be like, wow, that's, that's a great idea. And then I might end up telling a few other mentees about that idea. if like, it's passed down. Some ideas snowball like that. They come out of nowhere. Um, you know, so, so we learn on that level, but we also learn, uh, from people's experiences as well. So as I draw on my experiences, I can also draw from their experiences. Um, so I can learn from them and what they're going through. Um, good, bad, and different, you know, there's all sorts of different things out there. Uh, and I can also learn, uh, from people's outlook on life. Right. So, I mean, um, I've had great talks long-term with Sherman, another uh, mentor on staff, and I love his outlook on uh, family life and legacy, right, as an example. So just talking with him about that, um, you know, and just uh, maybe even to the point of what people are, are planning for in 2019, um, people that are going on maybe massive uh, vacations or, or maybe people that are taking massive action on their business. Or uh, I have a client who's I have two clients that are uh, downsizing their business in a good way. That's going to lead to higher ARMs or average revenue per member. They're going to profit more. They're going to create better careers. So it's actually not a bad thing. They're just thinking small. Um, I think that's really cool to see people go through those processes. And it gets me thinking like, um, and in my opinion, I agree with that. Like I want to be a smaller facility. I don't want to have 500 members. You know, and it gets me kind of like rethinking that the wheels are spinning. I go back to my guys and I talk to them about that. Right. So, yeah, tons of different ways that I learn from people every call. But I would say every call is definitely a learning experience. No, definitely. And I, I think I'm I'm in the same boat. It's funny that you mentioned. Uh, I don't think we talk about it enough as mentors, but when you have when you get somebody on a call that just has an amazing idea um, and then you start sharing it with other gym owners and say like, Hey, this is, this really is amazing. Um, and here's why it's, it's funny you say that. Cause I, I, I do the exact same thing, uh, when we're on calls. So, yeah, it's funny when the, the best is when you spread an idea like that and then it comes full circle and you have a call with a different mentee and they hop on and they're like, Hey, have you heard about this? Like, yeah, I was just talking about that. <laughs> <laughs> no, exactly. Exactly. Um, what do you think, uh, if somebody is, if somebody's listening to this podcast episode and, um, they're thinking about getting a mentor, whether it's through two brain or not, I mean, we're here to support and help as many people as we can, um, go through life as a business owner or an entrepreneur in any way. Um, what do you feel like people should be looking for in a mentor if they're searching for one? I, I think the most important thing for me as I go to select a mentor, as I did, with Chris, uh, back in like 2016 was they have to be authentic. Like they have to want, like the number one thing is they own the business that you own or have owned the business that you own. Right. So I'm not interested in mentorship from somebody who's never owned a gym as a gym owner, number one, right. That just doesn't make any sense. Um, I think if they do, you know, if they, if they've gone through the things I've gone through, if they understand my industry, if they understand, uh, you know, not just the numbers, but like what goes into reaching those numbers to achieving success 
with those numbers, I think that's huge. Because if they have no understanding, no concept of how we go about even as simple as getting members, then what's the point of having a conversation with them? So I think that's huge. Uh, and as I've mentioned, like authenticity is huge. Like I want somebody who's been through what I've been through um, because then I can more easily, more readily trust what it is that they're going to suggest to me. So, you know, everybody's read Coop's stories through the books. You've heard them at seminars. Like I think we all can say that we know it at this point, um, but that's what drew me to him. So I got that book on a whim, the only good advice I got from a certain Facebook group one time. Uh, but I, I got that book and as I started reading through it, I'm like, man, like this all sounds familiar. Discounts. I started with discounts, uh, you know, firing members. Oh my gosh, I should totally do that. Uh, you know, who are my best members? Who would ever think of that? Uh, and I was like, man, like this all makes total sense. So it's also got to like, obviously makes sense. It's got to click or like align with, uh, your values. And like, you know, that's not going to be for everyone. Right. Um, and that's fine. We're okay with, we don't, uh, we're not about dogmas. Right. So, you know, we don't, we don't want to sit here and say like, this is the only way. So I want somebody who's going to help me find the right way. Uh, not somebody who's going to sit there and say, all right, step one is this step two is this, right. You know, it, this, that's not how it works from one business to another. There are subtle, if not great differences, you know, even between gyms, there's going to be big differences, right? And it's all about how we want to approach it. Maybe I want to be a smaller gym and this gym next to me wants to have 5,000 members. We're obviously going to approach the problem differently, right? So I want somebody who's open to that as well. So, I mean, it, it, yeah, if I was choosing a mentor again, those are the things I would be looking for. That makes sense. And then uh, the last question, of course, which I will ask uh, every single mentor uh, without a doubt is if somebody is out there that is thinking about getting a mentor, um, what would be something, what, what advice would you give them uh, to think about when selecting a mentor? Uh, talk to them. <laughs> so well, just have a conversation with them. Uh, so, you know, at T-Brain, everybody knows we do free help calls. Uh, and you know, the purpose of those free help calls is not to sell you. It's actually to just listen to you. Um, you know, if you want to hear a little bit about us on those calls, that's, you know, we can obviously do that, but mainly we want to like get to know you. Right. And, uh, that's something I would appreciate from a company. That's something I'd be looking for. Um, as business owners, we get sales calls all the time right? Everybody does 10 times a day. Uh, we, we try to find ways to block these calls, right? Yeah. Um, to have somebody who is willing to just get on a phone and listen, I think is huge. Uh, it, it, it brings a high level of credibility in my mind. Um, and I have worked with several companies, not just mentorship companies that have done that. And I appreciate it so much. Um, so I'd be looking for that. Somebody who's willing to, uh, listen to me. And then also on that call, I think you should do your homework. I think you should ask them some questions, you know, maybe about themselves, maybe about the company a little bit, get to know them. Like, uh, what type of business do they run? Uh, is that similar to the type of business that you're looking to run? Uh, do you feel like, uh, maybe your vision and your values align in some ways? Cause I think that'd be important. And, you know, I think the nice thing at two brain is like, even if you don't align with that person on the free call, you know, currently we have 19 mentors 
uh, with potential to go like 30 uh, in the next six to 12 months. Um, so chances are there's somebody who is, if not, if they haven't been in, an, in a very similar situation, they may have been in your exact situation before. Uh, it's safe to say we have somebody that would fit you uh, and be able to help you out. Yeah. Perfect. No, I think that's a, a perfect place to wrap it up. And I agree with you 100% on, on everything. And I, it's, it's really nice and, and kind of refreshing to get uh, start this mentor series um, and kick it off with you so that I can learn a little bit more about all the other mentors too and hear your guys' story. So it's, uh, it's awesome to have you on and uh, we greatly uh, appreciate your time, Jeff. Thank you so much. Awesome, man. Thanks a lot for having me. As always, thank you so much for listening to this podcast. We greatly appreciate you and everyone that has subscribed to us. If you haven't done that, please make sure you do. Drop a like to the episode, share with a friend. And if you haven't already, please write us a review and rate us on what you think. If you hated it, let us know. If you loved it, even better. See you guys later.